Welcome to the Louisiana Delta Crop Podcast, covering agriculture and all things related in West Carroll, Morehouse, East Carroll, Madison, Tinsall, Concordia, and Catahoula Parishes. Hello, everyone, and thanks for listening to another episode of the Louisiana Delta Crop Podcast. My name is Kylie Miller, and today um, I'm joined with uh, Mr. Bruce Gardner. I'll let you say hello. Hey, everybody. Hope hope everybody's having a good, a good, bright, shiny uh, day today. What what's today? I've, I've lost track. Tuesday, of the eight- Tuesday the 18th. Tuesday, April the 18th. We were recording this. Um, me and Kylie were just talking about uh, the weather and the wetness and the, just from the north end of the region to the south end of the region, um, the difference in precipitation and um, how I'm, I'm in the north end of the state, north end of the region, I'm dry and down toward her, she's she's wet. So I uh, hope you all have well, better conditions than, than some of us are. Well, I think we traded because I we were needing the rain and then, you know, and then now I think we got too much. So, I mean, you can never make us happy, though. I no, mean, no, I, I mean, that's just part of the game, huh? <laughs> you know, yeah. If you don't, you know, if you if we're not if we don't have something to complain about, it's either too wet, too dry. Um, prices are too low. You know, never they're never too high. We never complain about high prices. Never, low prices, no. you know, um, fuel costs too high. Fertilizer costs too high. So. Yeah. Man, we just ready to get back to work down here. I think everybody's ready to get the crop in, in in the field and planted and done and move on to other things. So I mean, some of us have gotten real good at planting the same crop over and over. Uh, yeah, you might be looking directly <laughs> at me with that one. So. Not, <laughs> that even not, relates not to us. We have a lot of gardeners that have planted tomatoes and things more than once. Yeah, <laughs> it, it it you know we'll, we'll we'll let you replant as many times as you want to, but I'll I'll hush up now. We'll get on. Oh, you're fine. Show. You're fine. Well, I just wanted to introduce everyone um, listening to Miss um, Cecilia Stevens. She is the um, food systems coordinator for our Northeast region. And Miss Cecilia, I was going to start by letting you um, just introduce yourself right now and tell us about your position and who you are and what you're doing. Hi, everyone. I'm really glad to be with you. I started with the Ag Center in 2020 uh, in the middle of COVID, so sort of unusual conditions, and was tasked with the job of starting a uh, food systems work group within our entire region. And uh, the biggest question I got asked the first year was, what is it that you actually do? And so uh, I work with the CDC HOP grant and Louisiana Healthy Communities Coalitions in addition with the LSU Ag Center to try to uh, implement programs that allow people easier access to fresh produce with the goal of improving overall health, but uh, particularly trying to reduce obesity in the target parishes of Morehouse, Madison, Tinsall, um, and East Carroll. Okay, very good. Well, today, I guess our topic um, that we really want to hone in on is your Grow a Row to Share program. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, that goes back to COVID. If you remember, a lot of us at that time probably uh, had more time on our hands than we'd ever had in, in many, many years. And Barney many really blew up during COVID. It did, COVID. it did. And that's exactly the, the catalyst that caused this program to come about because we started to get calls from uh, gardeners asking, what can I do with all of this extra garden produce I have? I've given it away. Uh, I, I don't know what to do with it. And then we began to get calls from charitable food organizations, food pantries in particular, who were getting those same calls from gardeners and they didn't know if they could accept that produce. There was a lot of concern about liability, uh, particularly with food safety. 
the question was, what happens if someone gets sick? And we've been the person who's, you know, helped to distribute that food. And so uh, when we were asked that question, we began to do research in the year 2021. This is kind of a long program. This is our third year in. The uh, year 2021, we began to do research, trying to find out if there was any program in our state or with other extension services or, or really any organization uh, that was providing training to people on how to safely harvest and distribute extra uh, garden produce. And so we ran across a couple that were sort of bridge programs. They just sort of told people, yeah, it's a great idea, grow some produce and, and share it with those in need. But there was nothing that was that uh, research-based food safety component. And so in 2021, when we realized there was not uh, a program, we were given the go-ahead from the Ag Center to start developing that program. And uh, we worked with Dr. Ashut Adhikari with the Adhikari mm -hmm. Food Safety Lab at LSU in Baton Rouge. We work with uh, food safety specialists from across the state and then also the Food Bank of Louisiana to try to get their input um, on procedures and ways that they could process this, this, uh, these donations in the easiest way possible. Mm -hmm. And so what we came up with that we piloted last April through August, uh, we piloted in those four parishes that I mentioned. Um, we came up with online training. If you're a gardener, you go through one set of training and get a guidebook. And if you are a charitable food partner, and that could be a, a traditional food pantry, but it could also be a group like a council on aging or just a church that wants to become involved or any really group that wants to become involved. They're also trained on how to uh, process this food in the safest way possible. And at the end of that uh, four-month period, we tracked uh, 1,100 servings of food that had been donated in this region. So uh, we were given the... Uh, analyze those that data that was collected and given the go-ahead now to launch statewide which we've done uh starting in the middle of january so anyone in the state can can donate to this program anyone in the state can register to participate there there's a little okay. uh you know you get a little food safety training and a little gardening right. assistance there uh, -huh. uh the training itself when you go to the lsu Ag center website and you google grow a row to share it will take you to an option to select the training mm -hmm. and it's about 25 minutes i would say to watch the videos online and take the test as you go along you'll mm -hmm. download the gardener's guide or the charitable food partner guide as you register and go through that mm -hmm. and then when you're finished uh the fcs agent in the parish where you live they get a trigger email that says uh this person has passed the uh, grower to share training and is now ready to enroll in the program that's and so that's cool. where the ag center comes in now uh, originally our part was to develop the training and now the parish fcs agents are picking this up and they are working to connect those gardeners with charitable food partners in their own parishes well that's really good um i like that idea so if if anyone was looking to guess get in touch with you if they had any questions um do you mind giving us your email address or where you're located i do not i work out of the uh, northeast uh, excuse me i work out of in the northeast region at the mm -hmm. scott center my email is c stevens s-t-e-v-e-n-s at agcenter.lsu.edu or you can look on the state grow a road to uh, grow a road to share website with the lsu ag center and find a link to me there okay
Um, we did have a couple of questions that came up last year. One of the things, a lot of people were interested in the program, but they would say, well, I'm just not sure I could commit to a whole row of garden produce. And we kind of laughed. We said, grow, row to share just kind of sounds, you know, snazzy and catchy. But you don't have to necessarily grow an entire row uh, to donate to the program. Any amount is helpful. In fact, I, I had a neighbor who, who joined last year, and I think her total donation was uh, eight eggplant. But, you know, those were eight more eggplants than the Council on Aging in her uh, area had before. So it doesn't matter how small your donation is. Uh, you're not, you know, signing up to uh, donate a certain amount. Even if your whole garden failed uh -huh. and you had zero to donate, you would still gain knowledge from the food safety training that's provided. I think that's a really good point. No matter how, you know, how much you're able to give, it's still, it'll still go to good use. And I know last year I couldn't give away enough vegetables. Uh, by the time I got to the end of the summer, everybody was about tired of eating it anyway and fooling with them. Well, so I couldn't well, even now give you it away. can in Concordia Parish, we're going to get this started. So uh, you'll, oh. you'll have an outlet now. Awesome. And I think that's awesome. one of the good things about it is a lot of the small communities don't have official food pantries, mm -hmm. but you could set this up um, through you know, a church. You could set it up with your town hall. All you need is one person who's willing to be trained and a refrigerator to uh, collect the produce in and some time to distribute it, and any group could become a distributing partner. Well, that's really great. I, I, I think that's a really good program to have in our, especially our rural areas, to help to help those that, that don't really garden and still want to get, you know, fresh produce, you know, to them. So... You know, we, we, we touched on it a little bit at the, at the opening about in, in 2020 with COVID. <clears throat> as, a, as a county agent, Kylie, you probably experienced this too. The, the volume, and we touched on it again, the volume of phone calls we got from people wanting to start gardens. Um, and it was, it was really amazing when I, when I you know, people would, would call and they, would, they were want, literally wanting to take in, you know, a quarter of an acre. And I, I would tell <laughs> yeah. them. I was like, look, in the whole second, how many people are you going to be, you know, and I'll mm -hmm. try to get them to, to think about how much produce you're going to produce off of that quarter acre. Um, and I, would, I said, well, look, why don't you start out and do something smaller? Um, you know, the, 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 the research is out there about square foot gardening, um, about, you know, how many square feet, you know, 16 square feet, how much produce can, will that produce? Um, so a lot of people that will jump out. And they just enjoy gardening, and that that you know that eight square feet or you know uh, eight foot square block or a or a twelve foot square block is not enough. They they want they want to do um, the the larger style gardens, the traditional style gardens. Um, and I tell people all the time, um, find something to do with your produce because it will it will overwhelm you. People will run from you at church. Yes, absolutely. You know, they will see you coming and they will not want any more cucumbers um, <laughs> and they will run from you. So, you you know, I've always tried to encourage people um, to, hey, ha have an outlet for your, you know, for your produce. And they say, well, I don't want to sell it. I don't, I don't, I don't want to have to go to, to the farmer's market. I don't, I don't want to make money. I don't want to try to make money off of this. Um, so that's, it, I, I think from my, from my standpoint as a county agent, it is a great program that yeah. I, that I talk to my, try to talk to my folks about gardening folks about all the time. It's like, Hey, when you get to that, you know, halfway through the season and you've put up all the tomatoes that you think you can possibly stand, um, you put up all the cucumbers, um, that you can possibly stand or squash or whatever the produce is. Cause you know, people will plant, you know, talk about a row, 
you know, I've, I've seen, you know, a household of three plant 20 squash plants and they, you know, they could have got away with two squash plants. Absolutely. Guilty. Guilty. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's just one more plant. Okay, I'm guilty too. I, I have planted <laughs> uh, 15 tomato plants just... this year for one person, but they are 15 different varieties. I'm, I'm considering that well, more of just a testing different things out. Will well, told we, me the we, other we day that I, I only could plant two squash plants, so that's why I found that funny. <laughs> well, see, I, I have always pl- played it off in, in my family is that, hey, I'm a county agent, and I do this on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> I, I plant all these different varieties um, so I can see, and, and there's some truth to that, but in reality, I just want to plant a big garden. Yeah, it's um, just fun. It's a hobby, and, and I mean, I I don't know. I, now I've kind of made made my bed small. I've got four raised beds, and that's all Will said I could have because he's got to dodge all these gardens. That he, you know, <laughs> the yeah. all that. so he's got. Well, me I did want to share with y'all, thought. kind of along that line of, you know, some of us that are gardeners have have way too much, mm-hmm. but there are so many in our population that don't. Um, we do training with uh, kids. We've gotten actually some kids in several schools who are participating in Grow a Row to share with their school gardens to share. Because if you think about that, a school garden, school ends just about the time the garden is about right. to start That's producing. Right. And so we've gotten some kids signed up who are going to try to maintain their gardens over the summer and then donate that produce. And so the kids were really amazed. Um, it's one in six Louisiana citizens is food insecure and one in four right. children is food insecure in our state. Right. Mm-hmm. And when you look at the food bank system um, the, uh, that provides, uh, you know, to the most uh, marginalized individuals in our state, last week uh, on the order form, there was zero fresh produce offered. So if the food bank can't get it out to the food pantries, nobody's getting any fresh produce. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm. Well, I think it's a great program, and I'm glad you're bringing that to this area because uh, there's there's a lot of need for it. Well, well, I mean, um, I want to encourage folks that that are maybe not our traditional listeners. Um, we do a lot of most what well, the guys we talk to on our on our podcast, and maybe a lot of our audience is is row crop guys. So we may broaden our base a little bit here, but you know, think about we being producers, being being farmers. We take for granted um, a lot of times the the ability to plant a big garden i mean kyle you're talking about will telling you you can only have you know a, a small footprint i mean in in truth if you you could disc up your whole yard you've got the equipment to do it you know i've i've got the equipment to to, to till my whole yard and there's been years when i've threatened to do that by the way um <laughs> you know but because i you know i don't like to mow that much but we kind of take being being from our our rural areas in, in our, the lifestyle that we're brought up in, we take for granted that everybody can garden, um, and that's not necessarily the case. So, I wanna, you know, want to encourage people to, if you have questions about gardening, you don't have to have, a, you know, a, a quarter acre, or you don't really even need um, a, a, a raised bed. You know, five gallon buckets and potting soil, or or I've seen people use kiddie pools, uh, little swimming pools. And poke holes in the bottom of it so it water drains out of it, and plant garden. You know, think my first garden was in those cattle buckets. Those what do you call those black? Um, oh, the tubs. Tubs. Yeah, the, the, yep. That's yep. So, so, you know, encourage encourage folks, you know, to 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 try to plant something. Um, 
what's the worst thing that can happen is you, you, you buy some seeds and it doesn't work. Um, but you'll be surprised. Uh, and you, you don't need a bunch of pot and soil, expensive pot and soil, um, or, or a $700,000, you know, tiller. Uh, That's you right. do it with a, a hoe and a spade and a scratch in the ground. And a so, lot of willpower, huh? <laughs> a lot of willpower. No, but I do think that is a great point. I mean, you, you know, you learn by doing, you know, you yeah. got to start somewhere. So, I mean, just, and just I try to say this see. too about uh, collaboration within the Ag Center. This has been a great program for bringing uh, us from so many different portions. Uh, we've got research participation, main campus uh, research and teachers. We've got our county agents, FCS, A&R. Uh, just so many different people, horticulture, who are here to provide information for people in this program. So you get the best of the Ag Center with Grow a Row to Share. That's a really good point. Well, Miss Cecilia, we won't take up much more of your time, but we really appreciate you joining us today and telling us about the program. Sure. We look forward to having many, many more gardeners and charitable food partners enroll this year. Thank you for having me. All right, thank, thank you. you. The Louisiana Delta Crop Podcast is produced by the LSU Ag Center Extension Service. For more information, visit the LSUAgCenter.com website or contact your local extension office.